most of the time in most areas of life, we're dealing with incomplete information. We just don't realize it. Um, recently, I'd heard that a commercial unit down at the end of a row of units that I bought uh, was being rented out for 4,000 bucks a month. I'm paying 6,000 bucks a month to own them, such are, you know, interest rates and prices and everything else today, but 4,000 bucks to rent it, 6,000 bucks to own it. And I own two of them. So I was really starting to feel like I'd really overpaid. I'd really made a horrible investment. Like I've really screwed things up. Like, what am I doing? I, I'm not going to rent them out. Maybe I'm going to flip them. Maybe I'm going to operate out of them. I, I don't know. What am I doing with these things? Three months later, been a little busy. Haven't really solved that problem. It's becoming an expensive problem. But three months later, I got into a deeper conversation. This is literally just last Saturday uh, afternoon. I got into a deeper conversation with the tenant down at the end and got chatting and compared notes. And of course, what did I discover? Yeah, it's a commercial unit. Now his is like a live work, so he's living in it. So when I'd heard four grand, because he's living in it, I sort of thought residential, not commercial, but no, his lease is commercial and it's triple net. So his actual gross payments are 6,000 bucks a month to rent it, not to own it. So turns out I was beating myself up for 90 days or so for no reason. And the same situation exists in brokering. Here's a great line from one of the mastermind sessions uh, we just had recently. I tell all my realtors that I work their hours and I'm always available. Later in that same conversation, when we started talking about setting boundaries, the same broker then made the comment, oh, well, I turn my phone off at eight o'clock on weekdays and do what I can to avoid answering calls on the weekends. Wait a minute, I thought you said you tell all your realtors you're always available and you work the same hours as they do. And it was only because we dug deeper and shifted the conversation from sort of superficial one-liners uh, that a lot of us throw around, including myself, um, that we got down to the reality of what I'm always available actually meant. In that same conversation, another broker mentioned how they rely on the link to have applications completed. Oh, it's all about the link, the link, the link. This left a broker sitting towards the end of the table uh, who intakes their applications by telephone, thinking maybe they were wasting time with their 45-minute opening call model. They weren't. Their volume was double, triple, quadruple, quintuplet, uh, sextuplet, uh, some of the others around the table. So their model's working pretty well. Uh, but sure enough, as we got deeper into the conversation, what we realized is each of the people using the link was still actually having a 30 to 45 minute opening telephone conversation with their clients, getting to know them, building a relationship. The nuance was the three minutes or so it takes to fill in the basics like uh, date of birth, social insurance number weren't being done by the telephone. It was being done by the link. So kind of interesting. As a quick aside on this, uh, there was one gentleman who uh, made a comment that he completed an entire application uh, and full mortgage only speaking to the client for six minutes. Telephone was actual six minutes. Everything else was email and done. And I suggested to them that that was a dangerous stat because if you've only spoken to somebody over the phone for six minutes and you've never met them in person, that is very transactional, very transactional. There has been no connection formed. 
Uh, will they remember that broker's name? Maybe. Will they even remember the lender's name? Maybe. They're probably going to remember the rate and the payment, and that's about all they're going to remember. So there's a happy medium in there somewhere for sure. And you know, as I say, the questions of the day today for me, here's what I'm going to spend a little time thinking on after I wrote this out. This is what it triggered for me. What beliefs do I have about others that are totally inaccurate because of a sort of a one-liner type thing they threw out there? Um, many, I suspect. And perhaps more importantly, what one-liners do I throw around? Vacations are for the week. I threw that one to somebody yesterday that create a perception of me that is wildly inaccurate. Um, yeah, I probably have a few one-liners like that one that create a perception of me that, that isn't accurate. Vacations are not for the weak. I mean, they're for the lazy. Okay. See, I'm doing it again. But if we went deeper into that topic, which we're not going to do right now, it's almost something I need a therapist to go into. There's more to it. And I don't believe that someone who takes a vacation is weak or lazy at all. I mean, good for you. The one thing I would say about a vacation is if you think you're going to go away and recharge in two weeks and come back and do something that drains you for 50, uh, I don't know that, you know, I mean, hey, actually, if, if, if that's the ratio, you're probably in good shape. You know, if you can go, if you can go 50 weeks straight and it only takes two weeks off to recharge you, you're probably in a good position. I think a lot of people are not quite in that good of a position though. In any event, we'd all do better to pause and have a little bit longer conversation with people whose behaviors we seek to emulate in particular. Sometimes what we really are seeing there, it's just that 10% of the iceberg that's visible and is digging down deep or below into that 90% of what makes a person a person, a broker, a broker, a top producer, a top producer, a low producer, a low producer, or a lifestyle broker, a lifestyle broker. That's where the value is. That's where the value is. It's very valuable. Just like you, you're valuable. 